This episode of An Organic Conversation is brought to you by Credo Beauty, offering luxury, natural skincare and beauty products in San Francisco and online at credobeauty.com. Life can be tough. And there are times when we can't change the reason for someone's hardship or the circumstances of someone struggling, for example, with a life-threatening illness. But there's still something we can do. Restore someone's dignity through an act of kindness. Today we are talking about angels in patient care. Because yes, angels do exist. This is an organic conversation, your show on everything that makes life worth living. I'm Helge Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. We've learned about a nonprofit organization that uses volunteer estheticians to meet cancer patients and other people with severe illnesses and give them a total makeover so that they can feel for a moment like a human being again. It's such beautiful work that we invited the executive director and founder of the organization to join us today. Angels in Patient Care, Restoring Dignity, Beauty and Health, our topic today here on An Organic Conversation. And we're starting off with our week's review, as always, Sita. And, you know, today we're going to talk about a trend that, um, it's funny to even call it a trend, because it's something people have been doing for thousands of years, and that's journaling. I was looking recently at a, a Moleskin journal, or Moleskin notebook, and I, I've heard people tell me for decades at least that this is their journal of choice, and I never really understood what was that made it so special, but the, the Moleskin that I picked up came with a little story about how these journals were designed after the journals that were used by artists and authors like Leonardo da Vinci and and how it translated over generations to this little shop in France and that became the basis of the Moleskin tradition and this idea of taking time to write down your thoughts and your ideas and whether it's for work or for personal development or very likely both simultaneously it is a profoundly beneficial practice. Yes and we, we all have our devices now and it's so different. It's It's great when you know how to use the recording feature on your phone and you you keep track of an idea, but really there, there's something to the quality of life, to, to sit down, to stop for a moment, to take a breath. Um, inspiration finds you in the least convenient places, usually, when it's really not you know at all the time to pull out your phone or to stop. But in that case, having a little notebook and just writing down a sentence or you know, the beginning of a poem or the, uh, I'm as a musician, one line that maybe in four months or in four years or in 40 years can turn into a song. It's just amazing when you know you have that access. And the more you give yourself that access, the more those ideas will come. It's, it's almost true. as if life knows or your creativity knows not to throw this at you because you just can't hold it. You can't remember it. it either you write it down or it's gone. 
And there are stories from musicians who sit in a truck and he said, if I hadn't pulled over and wrote this one line down, uh, Tom Petty, I think, has always a notebook with him, many songs that we love wouldn't exist because it's that fleeting. It's like, what was that just? Wow, what did I just think? Cool. Write it down and review it again. You know, go back to it. There is is something really (laughs) unique and special about writing by hand. And I remember back when I was in high school, which was quite a number of years ago now, people were already doing most of their work online. And I worked for the school, or not online, but on a computer. And I worked for the school newspaper. And most of my fellow editors were writing everything on their computers. And I remember turning a draft into the editor-in-chief of the newspaper and she said, oh, so you're still writing it by hand. I said, yeah, I just, I find that that's where my best ideas are. are they're, they're flowing through my fingertips in a pen as opposed to on a screen. And she said, she still did the same thing. And she was like our supervisor and not the editor, a student editor-in-chief. She was the teacher editor-in-chief and said, there is something about the creative process that's really different when you write by hand. And I find that to be the case. And there are more people who are doing these kinds of things in a world that's so digital now. I mean, our associate producer was telling us about some something new called Passion Planner, which, you know, we heard about it some time ago. Now they've got like 50,000 fans on Instagram. And the idea is that you're actually writing down what you're doing in your life, but also like what your goals are. And it's like a planner and a journal. And most of us keep all of our calendars on our computer or on our phone, but there is something different about keeping track of it. I mean, you can have both and most people do have both and they use them for different purposes and they yield different benefits. And we have this body, you know, there's something about the pressure of the fingers on the paper, the sound handwritten letters, beautiful. This was really more the idea to talk about notebooks and how important it is to have something that is your notebook, your thought book. It's your personal space to talk about that. But the handwriting aspect of it, I know Wendell Berry, a great writer about agriculture and food and our relationship to it, writes every single book with his hands. And then he has somebody who transcribes the endless pages. But yeah, he has refused to use even a typewriter. And so he's I so think poetic. that's so wonderful. So poetic. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. Yes, great. Angels and patient care, restoring dignity, beauty, and health—a wonderful story and initiative that shows the best of the human heart. That and more when we come back right after the break. I'm Helga Helberg, and I'm Sitarani Palomar, and this is an organic conversation. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit Earl's Organic. Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery, family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards, Mendocino County award-winning wines without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Angels in patient care, restoring dignity, beauty, and health. Our main focus in this hour. But before we dive into this topic fully, as always, here's our very own Sitarani Palomar and her holistic bite. 
And lucky us, we have on the line today, Dr. Ed Bowman of Bowman College to be our co-anchor for The Holistic Bite. Who has done such an amazing job in the last couple of months to kind of give us a synopsis on one specific topic, really from a holistic health perspective. Uh, wonderful, really, really beautiful work, Ed. That you're Thank doing you. and what's the topic today sita well so ed we want to talk about the things that are essential in the morning before you leave your house and that generally has to do with what you are going to put into your body as fuel breakfast mm -hmm. and particularly this time of year when we're getting into kind of back to school and we had a great episode on food that supports mental focus and clarity and so when you're leaving to go out for the day whether you're packing lunch or providing breakfast to your family or you're doing it for yourself what do you need to have in the morning and do you have any easy like take on the bus or take in the car mm -hmm. or take to your first class type breakfast items <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot well first of all it's all about showing up and being in relationship with your family so if we're talking about children they're very fussy and picky so we want to talk to the kids or the husband or ourselves about uh, what are we going to eat that's good for us today to fuel our day so that we'll have high performance and to listen to what they say. And they often say the right things. Then it's to plan some time, so it takes maybe a half an hour or so to get organized in the morning. It doesn't take much longer than that. And to get a beverage going, either water, water with lemon, peppermint tea, something other than coffee at home. So for the adults, they're very coffee-oriented, but certainly children, uh, they're dehydrated when they wake up in the morning. Then depending on the kid, uh, have some fresh fruit. And fresh fruit, seasonal fruit, organic fruit is really great. It, it gives them a nice little hit of blood sugar raising, carbohydrates, and antioxidants, and it brightens them up. And then that fruit could be mixed up with some yogurt or it could be mixed in a blender as a smoothie. So many of us make smoothies, and the fun part of a smoothie is seasonal fruit. So now that we're heading towards fall, get some pomegranates, mm. get some persimmons, get some gravenstein apples, some pears, some figs, get fresh fruit. Most of us, many people do smoothies with frozen fruit, but fruit's coming in now. And then depending again on the person and their appetite, whip up some oatmeal or some eggs if they want something heavier. Now the smoothie is a perfect thing to make at home and pack in a thermos and bring to school. And if the, if the person is in a rush and doesn't have time, They can also put oatmeal with fruit and nuts in a thermos as well. And, and think about beverages. Kids really don't get enough fluid during the day, and it really makes them hard to concentrate. I wish, so those are a few starters. I wish that I, I, I really had never thought of that when I was a student, that I could take a smoothie with me. It's so easy to take into your first class or to take while you're driving mm -hmm. to school, and it's healthy. It's got all of the nutrients you need, depending on what you put into it. And in a thermos, I mean, it's kind of brilliant. People think of thermoses as something to keep things hot, but yeah. of course it's, it's mm -hmm. just insulated, so you can absolutely put something cold in it, put it in the fridge overnight before the thermos itself, and it will keep things exactly. cold for five, six hours, just as it would so, keep so them hot. It's a brilliant concept. It can be done at night. Nice. So if the person doesn't like to get up in the morning, they don't have enough time, they can whip up a, a nice blended beverage with some nuts, some fruits, some coconut, a little protein powder, a little green powder, a little spinach kale. And believe it or not, kids will eat some green food. So yeah, I especially when it's... an assumption that kids are very wired into quick and, and refined foods. But if the kids have any relationship to natural whole foods, 
because either there's a garden nearby or a farmer's market, and it's not overbearing. The taste is not too concentrated or too strong. Kids will definitely love it. Cool. So let's move into midday. Like, let's packing lunch. What is it that we need, particularly kids, to stay sharp in the afternoon? Yeah. Well, a lunch pail is the first thing. <laughs> kids <laughs> love a lunch pail. It, it's their it's their statement. It's a fashion statement. So um, I like stainless steel pails that have two or three containers. I think they're really cool. And you can put something in the top and put something in the bottom. And again, when we're talking about children, we're, it's hard to say whether you're looking at a 5-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, or an adult who still has childlike taste. <laughs> so packing lunch is great. My mom used to pack me lunch in a shoebox, and every little sandwich and cookie and apple and, and carrot sticks were all individually wrapped with a napkin, nice and neat and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So kids like things that are, are, are singly made. They don't like too many blended flavors. So again, it goes back to the conversation. Okay, Junior, what do you like? And, and do, you, do you want a tuna fish sandwich? Or do you want a veggie wrap? Or do you like sushi? And some kids are very sophisticated and they love whole foods. Other kids are fairly conventional. And, and even with conventional kids, it's important to meet them where they're at. So yeah. I like to ask the kid, what do you like that's good for you? And make sure we get a protein in there. And it can be animal or vegetable. Or good dairy it can be an organic dairy, an organic cheese, uh, even even a, a whole grain sandwich with an avocado, a tomato, um, some mustard. Yum. Uh, something so, I cheese, so a little yum. bit of hummus in there. Uh, it's real nice. And then the thing again that really works is either little ziplocs or little containers, so things are are there for a snack. Because we're going to get to that eventually. Is hard boiled egg. And, you know, maybe it can't keep in a hot place very long. So that, that's the limitation. But if there's, if there's a little bit of refrigeration, um, that can certainly work. And then if there's not refrigeration, then just some kind of a, a dip that the kids like or some real yogurt, uh, non-sweetened with some, some fresh fruit or some vegetable. Well, that's the perfect segue because the, in the midday, right around 3.30, that's when our blood sugar crashes. We start mm-hmm. to get these snack cravings. We did an excellent episode with Rebecca Katz that I said earlier where oh, cool. she said that nuts and seeds were one of her recommendations <laughs> for the mid-afternoon snack. What are your recommendations, you know, active youth who have classes and, and um, sports activities and other extracurriculars after their regular class sessions, what do you recommend so that they can get just the right energy for their remainder of their day? The the thing that I've said before is hydration, 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 and drinking a good beverage. And if if kids or parents are available for coconut water, we've mentioned that. It's really nice, and it comes in a little carton. So kids like things in little cartons. We just have to live with that. Or an almond milk or something of that ilk. Um, That's really great, as well as uh, fresh fruit, seasonal fruit, and nuts and seeds work really great. And strawberries, blueberries could hold up with some almonds, cashews, and it, it could also be uh, a homemade fruit bar or a fruit nut bar that doesn't have refined sugar. There are some out there, and kids like things in packages with labels. So it's not to say most people are going to make everything from scratch. Sure. So being a good shopper and making sure that sugar is the fourth or lower ingredient on a packaged good 
means it's got some nutrient density to it. Lovely. And these are so good. <laughs> I love your tips. Thank you so much for calling back in. We love having you on every month to give us a health and nutrition tip, and you make it so easy for and us to do it at home. Scroll back. It's perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. Always a pleasure. Brilliant. Of course. <laughs> we'll have you back and, soon. And welcome back to school, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, so back Ed. Back to the new year, back to the fall. The fall's a wonderful season. It sure is. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. We'll talk to you again. rolling in right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ed. We'll have you back soon. Talk soon. Thank Bye. you. Ed Bowman from Bowman College, the founder and president of the board, an amazing culinary arts and holistic nutrition school bowmancollege.org for much more nutrition information. One of the most wonderful acts we can do as a human being is to restore someone's dignity. And we are speaking with an angel right now, a lipstick angel to be precise. With us now is Renata Helfman, the founder and executive director of Lipstick Angels. That's lipstickangels.org, who's joining us from Los Angeles, California. Renata, do we have you on the phone? Hello, everyone. Hi, Renata. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's such Thank a pleasure. You. And um, you and I had a chance to meet at an event at Credo Beauty at a skincare and beauty care company, an, a new opening for their store in San Francisco. And you told me the story of what you and your organizations are doing as volunteer estheticians going into hospitals and helping people that have cancer or other really bad illnesses to feel like human again. Can you expand from that? What are the lipstick angels and what exactly do you do when you, when you go into the hospitals? Absolutely. You explained it very well. We go into the infusion centers. So while cancer patients are being infused with their chemotherapy is when our angels are doing their work. So we picked this venue after trying a lot of different places in the hospital because we found that that is a very, very scary time while you're actually being infused, and it's a very long period of time. A patient can be there anywhere from two to five or six or seven hours. So it's an amazing time to, to have an angel sit by your side and not only give the gift of beauty, light, and color, but also what we have learned is not everyone goes to these chemotherapy sessions with a family member or a friend and are alone. So we are a source of comfort, a source of friendship, and also, of course, doing our beauty services. So you're literally sitting in the room with them as they are getting plutonium and, and all other kinds of toxic materials to kill the cancer cells in that moment and not just distracting them, but actually giving them literally a, a, a full facial makeover, right? Can you describe what, what would be a, a normal procedure with somebody who, man or woman, actually, let's say for a woman, if, if an angel, if one of your volunteers of Lipstick Angels meets a patient like that, what do they do? What's the bandwidth of, of things they can do for somebody? Yes, the services we offer go from full beauty makeup, which would be foundation, blush, highlighter. A big one, of course, as you can imagine, when you have cancer is eyebrows. You, as you're lose, uh, most of the women we see have lost their eyebrows. So not only putting their eyebrows back on, but teaching them how to do it. Eyeshadow and, of course, lipstick. 
And we also offer facial treatments. So before we do the beauty makeup, we do um, very hydrating facials. The most important part of our program is that we are using all natural products, chemical-free, very, very finest of quality products to use on these patients because their skin well, first of all, it's because what I, what I believe, and it's, it's where I come from, and it's, it's, what, it's part of uh, who I am to only use natural products, and taking it to another level, using it on someone who is undergoing these treatments is uh, times a million. Their skin is very, very sensitive, and using anything but natural products actually inflames the skin and hurts it. So when they learn of these products and we use it on them, they are so relieved to physically and mentally to know that there are products out there that actually will nourish and help their skin. So we offer these facial treatments, eye cream, and then another thing that we offer is a massage, a um, a hand massage, uh, an arm massage. We we really don't go anything uh, below the the decollete, but uh, the hand massage is very, very stimulating and... um, very transportive in, 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 in helping them relieve any kind of discomfort or pain. And, and as we know, massage is, is very powerful. So sure. the, hand, the hand massage or the light facial massage is very, very healing. We find with the products that we're using that smell so good and that are so nourishing, a lot of our patients feel like they're in a spa. Mm-hmm. So it really takes the mind out of feeling like they're in the hospital or in a chemotherapy chair, and they feel they feel transported. Sure, of course. And um, I had the pleasure to try some of the products you are using at Creative Beauty at that event. And we are talking high-end organic oils, really the best ingredient you can possibly find in products. And it feels amazing to me as a healthy person. So I can't imagine how transformative and soothing and nourishing it must feel for somebody who is dealing with with that kind of um, hard times in their lives. Renata, oh, it's instant. It's instantaneous. They, the minute you touch them with these products, that they are being healed. They feel it. They appreciate it. They want to know where they can get it. They're so happy. Hmm. Renata, this is really an incredible thing that you're doing. And I'm wondering, where did the inspiration for Lipstick Angels come from? How did this occur for you? My background is I'm a makeup artist. I've been doing it my whole career, so we're going on over 15 years as a Hollywood makeup artist. And I was looking for a way to give back in my life. And really, I just thought, what a better way to give back than to do your craft that that you love and that you take into your life. And I thought there would definitely be a need for this. So I went to... uh, I went to the closest hospital to me, which happened to be one of the biggest hospitals in the world, Cedar sinai and I went and I said, I'd like to join the beauty program. I'd like to be a volunteer. And to my dismay, there was no beauty program. And I, so <laughs> I, I looked at it as a higher calling. I, I think I was looking for something inspirational in my own life, and I, I, I just believe that there are no mistakes ever. And... I, I really took it as a calling, and I, I created Lipstick Angels just really out of my own need to want to give back. 
And you are Renata Helfman, the founder and executive director of Lipstick Angels out of Los Angeles. That's lipstickangels, all one word, dot org. How many volunteers are you working with now? How many estheticians do you have in your team, uh, women like you or maybe even men who want to give back and give their gift and, and craft uh, to, to people who need it so desperately? We have about 25 volunteers. We are in three major hospitals, soon to be four. We get applications from all over the world, which is just, just so beautiful, of people who, of artists and human beings who, who want to do this. So, um, yes, at this moment, we have about 25. And you are in the greater Los Angeles area, and you are expanding now. Plans are on the way to come to San Francisco and I know the idea is to be in, in many more cities, maybe even completely uh, nationwide. Can you share, be, before we talk further, about your expansion plans and how people can support it, but can you share some of the stories um, of what you experienced or stories you heard or observed of the impact that your work has for people? We, we heard from you that there, it is transformational, but really on a more personal level, What happens when somebody is in chemotherapy and has, I guess, made an appointment with you first, and then somebody comes in and, and takes care of them for an hour or two? Sure. Well, a few things happen. Um, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely not uh, a, a reluctance to, uh, to, to, to have someone touch you when you're going through something like that. So we really train our volunteers in, in so many ways. You have to be more than a great artist to be a lipstick angel. You have to be a humanitarian. You have to be a thoughtful, considerate, very awake human being to understand that you're touching someone um, and attracting someone into your life that is going through this. So it's really a relationship. So sometimes in the beginning it's just a hand massage and a smile and, a, and, 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 and that's it. You can imagine our volunteers establish relationships with patients because our volunteers are there a set time to be a lipstick angel. You have to volunteer your time and you have to show up to your sessions and it's usually about the same time every time. So the patients get to know you and they look forward to seeing you. So while you might just start out giving someone a hand massage a week, two, three, Four or month three, four, you, you know, oh, I'm meeting Arlene, and she likes her makeup done this way, and they're waiting for you. So sometimes it's not immediate reaction that we're looking for, but it's about building a relationship, and it's about building trust with a patient. So that's a really big part of our training and skill set. So I can tell I can tell a story that hit me very hard as, as I you know go into the hospital of course myself um, I was doing uh, after after meeting someone a few times and her finally trusting me to touch her beautiful face I did um, a full beauty makeup on her and a skin treatment and what does happen with a sense of uh, a, a lot of times is women uh, they kind of give up on doing their makeup and they feel. Look, you know, there's so many other stresses with cancer. There's a huge economic stress. There's a family stress. And they feel like the last thing they think about is themselves and putting themselves together with their, you know, with their makeup regime. And um, this one woman in particular taught me a very big lesson. I finally did her makeup, and we have a big reveal mirror that we ask people if they would like to see. 
and she held up the mirror to her face, and I almost cry every time I tell this story. She put the mirror up, she looked at it, tears rolling down her eyes, which we get all the time. She said, Renata, today I'm going to go into the school and pick up my son, and I'm not going to wait in the car. And for me, I understood for the first time what a huge impact we have on her child, on the family, to have a woman or a man go walk out of the hospital, because these are outpatients, with dignity and self-esteem and feel like she wants to walk into the classroom to get her kid and not wait in the car in shame, for me, was mind-blowing. Yeah, we do tend to hide in times when we need community and relationships the most. I think we all do that, whether we battle an illness or not. But um, thank you for sharing that story. That's beautiful. Renata, stay with us. We will take a break. It's a perfect moment. Um, The topic in this hour here on An Organic Conversation is angels in patient care, restoring dignity, beauty, and health. A wonderful story and organization out of L.A., that shows the best of the human heart. And with us is Renata Helfman, the founder and executive director, LipstickAngels.org, the website. This is An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And we'll be right back with more. Stay tuned. Are you interested in making healthy food your profession? Bowman College is a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Their professional training programs prepare individuals for successful careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Study at one of four locations in California and Colorado or learn from home in a self-paced mentor distance learning program. Find out more about their classes on holistic nutrition and culinary arts at bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earl's Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earl's Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earl's Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. That's earlsorganic.com. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. And today we are talking about a wonderful initiative out of Los Angeles that is bringing dignity back to people with serious illnesses and in cancer treatments. It's called Lipstick Angels. That's lipstickangels.org. Angels in patient care, restoring dignity, beauty, and health, our topic. And we are speaking with Renata Helfman, the founder and executive director of Lipstick Angels, who is joining us today from Los Angeles and hopefully soon from many more cities that Lipstick Angels is expanding into because it is really an act of absolute grace and kindness and needed and appreciated in every city in the United States. So good luck with that. So Renata, we talked a little bit earlier in the interview about the products that you use and how you're really attentive to the ingredients because you want to make sure that they're natural, organic, non-toxic, really healthy for the body as opposed to harmful for the body, especially for people who are recovering from serious illness. And we know that you have a handful of other health commitments and and efforts that you do towards healing. Can you tell us about your initiatives to educate patients and family members? Are you doing anything to help educate people at the hospital? 
you know, we, we want to be really careful with, in the hospital about what we, what we can really, because uh, we, we're, we're not doctors, so we can't really prescribe anything. And as you can imagine, there are so many laws about what you can and can't do. I will say this. We carry the pamphlets of the brands that we work with, and Credo, our, um, our brick-and-mortar retail partner store, these products are so potent and powerful. Just by smelling and touching and feeling them, we never get a patient that doesn't ask us for information. So what we do is tell them when, when we're offering a service, we say, would you like an all-natural, chemical-free beauty treatment? That right there puts them at ease because they do understand anyone who's going through something like chemotherapy understands that the products that they used to use don't work anymore. So their eyebrows and their go up and their eyes open and they do ask, um, sometimes they ask what does that mean, but it pretty much says it all right there that, that they're chemical free and they're all natural and they don't have carcinogens. And then we kind of give them information. They can go onto the Credo website. They can go onto the Environmental Working Group website. And we kind of leave it to them with the arsenal of information that we hand out to then go and um, self-educate, investigate and educate. Mm -hmm. Yes. We did a really great interview with the Breast Cancer Fund and the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, which have a close partnership and do a lot of what you're talking about, too. They create wonderful educational pieces, pamphlets and, and cards that give people information about ingredients they should avoid in their beauty and in their personal care products. And, and I can certainly see how that's the, the education that you're passing along to the Oh, yeah. And, the, and that's how I with. found out about it. I mean, m- you know, I went to that website, you know. Oh, really? um, 10 years ago, and it changed my life. Wow. And so that's the same website. It just gets better and better. And have you found that there that like this has trickled into the family relationships? I mean, by default, the people that you're working with in the hospital are starting to understand the impact of, of the, the personal care products that they're putting on their body so they can help heal and, and um, be a part of the healing process. Are you seeing that family members are also getting an impact in this education that you're doing and this empowerment you're doing to still feel beautiful without having to sacrifice or or contribute to any body stress? I would think so. I mean, a lot of times when we're in the room with someone or at a chair with someone, they're with a family member, and so they definitely hear us. And the the patients that don't have a family member or a friend with them, they're going home, you know, with a beautiful face of makeup on, and I, I can only imagine they're going home and sharing their experience. So... I would, I would absolutely think there's a trickle-down theory for sure, and not to mention the nurses that we work with, and we gift them as well. So, you know, in our own way, in our own angelic way, we are spreading the word. So talking about future plans, um, be, be, actually, before we dive in, it, this is not just for women, right? If somebody listens to this in the wider Los Angeles area or knows uh, he, he or she is going to a hospital, can you name the four places you are in right now, you're offering services? Yes. So as of right now, we are at Cedar sinai Medical Center. We are at the City of Hope in Duarte, California. We are at Long Beach Memorial Todd Cancer Center in Long Beach and hope to be soon at the USC Keck Center 
and then hope to be really soon somewhere in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, and we'll, we, we will certainly to. help with that <laughs> however we can. Um, and it's not just for women, right? When you talked about it earlier and you described a, a beauty regimen that you offer with makeup and everything Of course, women may be the first choice, but absolutely a man who hears this, who wants to be pampered, could call, and you're doing that as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. We The, the Lipstick Angels do not skip over men. Um, we do hydrating facials on men, eye cream, lip balm, hand massages. They have eyebrows that sometimes they want drawn back on, too. Absolutely. Our... Are um, you know in the beginning of this journey, we, maybe we weren't seeing or going up to as many men as we were women. And one, there's always one person who changes your your world. And this one, one of my volunteers called me and she goes, "I need to talk to you." And I said, "Okay." And how was your day? And how did it go? And she goes, "Well, we had a little bit of an uproar." And the and I said, "Well, what happened?" And she goes, "Well, this man got up and said, I'm sick and tired of you walking past me.'" <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he, love that. he explained to her, you know, and that was it. We understood there's no, there's absolutely just as much a need for this for men and women. So we, we do. It's, it's, it's very, very popular with our male patients. Sure, of course, men have need for having their dignity restored and Absolutely. pampering and touch, and, of and course. And friendly face and a lipstick angel, you know, again, you know, more than just the beauty to just, just, just to have a, a friendly face there that maybe isn't so close to you personally, maybe that isn't going through this with you at home. But, you know, that's nice to have a perfect stranger sometimes. Yeah, or maybe they're closer in that moment because all the projections of, you know, my partner should be healthy and is not. I mean, it, there's a lot of stress on the family, I'm sure. Absolutely. That in that moment is all removed. The story is removed. And yes, what's there is exactly. the human connection for two hours. It's so beautiful. Renata, before we part, tell us about your future plans and how people, we know San Francisco, we know maybe other cities, it's, it takes a lot of time to win the relationship and the trust with hospitals to allow this. I know you're, you're I don't want to say tiptoeing around that, but it's a very sensitive path to walk because you are coming in with all natural ingredients and just your own philosophy on health and, and sustainability. Those are relationships that need to be built over months and years, perhaps, other cities hopefully coming soon. But how can people support this work? If, if somebody wants to volunteer with you, maybe as, as an option, men or women, I don't know if you take either um, or both, or, or financially, how, how can people support your work best? Well, thank you so much. Well, there's many ways. On our, our website is full of information. We absolutely have volunteer applications and all the information about what the commitment is on our website. So even if we're not in your city, we will hold your volunteer application and hold it close to our heart for when we are. We also need as much support on social media. We are in, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're very active on Facebook. So just, just spreading the word on social media, sharing our photos, sharing our mission is, is, is we, we just geared up for the City of Hope and we put, uh, we needed a couple more volunteers and we did a Facebook posting and we did the right picture and the right text and I'll tell you, we got about 50 shares and um, I met my next two bilingual, totally committed 
makeup artist just by doing social media, which is which is huge for us. So that way to contribute. Financial contribution is beautiful and much needed as well. And there's a donate button, totally secure way to make any kind of donation onto our website. And if you do have a hospital that is near and dear to your heart, mm-hmm. um, you're more than welcome to share about Lipstick Angels to them. And they can always can make an introduction for us. Then that's a beautiful way too. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different ways to, to help, and we appreciate all of them. Wonderful. And LipstickAngels.org is the website. It's a nonprofit organization that you founded and you are the executive director of. And also, can we give out your email, or is it best to contact Lipstick Angels through the website? Oh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, it's, it's info at LipstickAngels.org. Perfect. Info at LipstickAngels, all one word. Dot org. That's Renata Helfman, again, the founder and executive director of Lipstick Angels, uh, who called in from Los Angeles, an amazing organization, Angels in Patient Care, Restoring Dignity, Beauty, and Health. And our topic today, focusing on this beautiful, beautiful and important work to create and recreate human relationships and a couple hours of pampering for either women or men who are cancer patients or are dealing with another threatening illness. Wonderful to have you. And um, are you going back to the hospital today? or No, I, I'm not going back to the hospital today. Tomorrow I am going to the hospital, so just getting ready for another big day. Well, Renata, it was such such an honor to have you on the air and share this story and have us the opportunity to share it with all of our listeners. We're very touched and inspired. So thank, thank you. you. For and what I'm you on, do. I was honored to be on, and I, I I really I really look forward to hearing any questions that come our way. And you know, God bless everybody. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, thank Renata. Thank you, Renata. Take okay. care. Bye. 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 Take care. One percent of every purchase made at Credo, that's credobeauty.com, the website, or in San Francisco at their store, is donated actually to the Lipstick Angels. So indirectly, if you don't want to consider direct contribution or an addition, one can go to credobeauty.com and order products. And from every purchase, one percent goes to support the work of Lipstick Angels. It's amazing. I, we've been doing this for years now with an organic conversation, and I, I thought I've seen it all. And then you meet an organization like this and Renata at an event and uh, you get blown out of your socks. I just think it's <laughs> <laughs> the I wish capacity of the human heart is just incredibly beautiful. I can only imagine um, what people are experiencing having listened to her interview. I had the fortune of sitting across from Helga and listening, watching his reactions as Renata told her stories. And they're very, very moving to everybody. Yes. Beautiful. And we are staying with the topic of health, of course, and uh, switching over to a different kind of food, not just the touch and not just beautiful products and skincare and beauty products, but the internal one, produce. It's what's next. This is An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Here's what's in season. And with us now is the voice of the San Francisco produce market, Mr. Organic, Mr. Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce. Earl, do we have you on the line? Yes, you do. Hi there. <laughs> Welcome to the hey. show. Hey, 
Great to be back. <laughs> this is almost like a, uh, you know, how do you call those games where you, you don't, you're so excited and you don't know what's next. I don't, I don't know what I'm really relating to, but it's a feeling of excitement about a weekly update. And it's not just chosen because there's so much variety. It's really hitting coming in every other day or every week right now. This is the bounty. And I'm sure you're dealing with new items almost on a daily basis, right? Oh, absolutely. We really are. I hit a little more full force earlier in the season because everything's kind of emerging at the same time. <laughs> sure. But we but we still do, and some items continue almost throughout the year. And we're going to talk about one of them today, and that's artichokes. Artichokes. I don't, yes. I don't know that we've ever done this one before. I don't, know I don't remember have. either. That's wonderful. Yeah. And artichokes is one of those kind of novelty items where people they maybe get drawn to it but then they leave it in the on the shelf because you you kind of you know steam it in water but then it often doesn't turn out you can't sample it we always say sample your produce <laughs> sample a raw artichoke good luck with that right. it's prickly it's really good for you we know that and i love the flavor personally but it's a tricky one so artichokes. yeah well it has this, it's, yeah it's it's its own unique item no doubt about it and when when i sat down to review this for myself uh, i engaged ethan Who's one of the buyers here? Has been uh, part of Earl's for a number of years, and we're he, and he, he's buying artichokes. And as we were talking, I realized Ethan knows much more than I do about them, and not only that, he eats a lot more than I do. <laughs> this particular item. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this off to Ethan. Oh, okay. okay. And Fun. So hang, hang on one moment. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hi there. Hi, Ethan. How's it going? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> Such fun surprise. Um, so you are the artichoke man. Um, Resident artichoke expert. Yes, you're eating a lot. You're dealing with them. Uh, how How is the season for artichokes this year? Well, the season is actually very good this year. Um, you know, a lot of the crops you know, are facing the same challenges, lack of water, too many insects, lack of labor. However, the artichokes, being as unique as they are, they kind of hold their own space in the market. So the market doesn't necessarily require the same amount of artichokes that, say, does potatoes. So it's a very healthy crop this year, and producers are expecting normal yields. And you, when, you know, when we talk about artichokes, it's a thistle, so it, it, it does need less water, as you said. It is also heavily sprayed if it's not organic. It's one of those items that is getting doused uh, constantly because it's so bug-prone. Um, you, you guys only deal with organic, and since we are eating the, the whole thing, there's not a skin or that something you can peel off. Organic is the way to go here. When you look at, at production, what varieties are we seeing in the marketplace? Is it basically all the same? I think I saw a couple of different, like smaller ones, or is that just younger ones? What's in well, the marketplace? Well, what you have is the, you know, the, main, the main artichoke producer in the United States is Ocean Mist, and they've got proprietary proprietary varieties that no one else can grow. So chances are, if you're seeing something that's grown by anybody other than Ocean Mist, you are seeing different types of artichokes. Well, so Earl said, not only do you know more about artichokes in the market, but you also eat more artichokes. And we find that this is one thing, you know, we did this really great cooking class with our friends at Fry Vineyards a handful of months back. And one of the things that they showed us how to do and all of the people who came for this cooking class was how to prepare an artichoke. And I think that maybe for a lot of people, the closest artichoke relationship they have is to canned artichoke hearts. And that if that's all they know about artichokes to have to 
have like only one heart yield from every artichoke is a lot of work, but there's so much more you can do with artichoke and enjoy it. Can you share some of your favorite ways to prepare and enjoy artichokes? I prefer my artichokes just old-fashioned boiled. Um, I'll take the artichoke, I'll cut off the stem, I'll cut it in half, and then I'll pull out the what they call the choke, which is not the heart of the choke, it's all the fluffy stuff that comes out of the heart of the, the choke. Pulp, so, yeah. I'll cut, mm-hmm. so I'll cut that out, and then I'll just put it in boiling water for 20 to 30 minutes or until tender. And then, of course, like Earl says, it's a great... Uh, it's a great platform for your butter and your mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting, though. I actually like that you cut it in half. I think that probably makes it easier to work with because I've seen a lot of people come up with unique ways to like cut off the stem on the bottom and create a base where it can stand up so you can boil it whole and then you're peeling all the layers. Mm-hmm. When you cut yours in half, do you, do you, you're still peeling each of the layers on the outside, but you've just made it a little bit easier for yourself. No, actually what I do is I won't cut take out any of the outer leaves. What I'll do is I'll attack the I'll attack the, the thistle from the inside mm-hmm. and I will take a paring knife and literally cut out all of the undesirable stuff, the stuff that you get to have to go through to get to the heart. So after it's cooked, all of that stuff is removed and pretty much what you have left is all edible. And do you so eat I, it still leaf by leaf or do you spoon it out at that point? Myself, I go with the leaf by leaf and then I work my way to the heart and the heart's the sure. heart's the big prize at the end. You know, we did this really, really delicious recipe when we were at Fry Vineyards with um, Christina Perello, who's this fantastic vegan chef. And she did, um, she marinated them in like lemon juice and white wine and shallots and thyme. And then we put them on the grill and it was, I, I, and she just clipped the little pricks off yeah, right at yeah, the end exactly. of the leaves and that was it. And, and she, so she's Italian and she talks about this being a, a big family tradition that the whole family would eat a lot of artichokes when they would sit down and have dinner together. And so it is kind of like an art. Like it's a, it, it takes more work than eating a tomato, I think. It's called artichoke. But, oh, well, it's, it's you're a much, so clever. It's, eating an artichoke is a, is a very pleasant experience if you're into it because you can't gorge yourself. You can't take the mm. fork and shove as much in your mouth as you can. You literally have to sit there and interact with the thistle to get to the good stuff. And then, you know, so it can be a very, it can be a very pleasing, calming eating experience. Just nice. because you have to slow down to enjoy <laughs> right. what you're doing. You can't move any faster. It's I like love that. it's like peanuts in a shell at a ballpark. You just you know, exactly. you don't do the handful, you do one at a time and you get two peanuts if you're lucky. Yep. If and you were a good boy. Time, and by the time you're set and done, there's nothing but a pile of peanut shells and your bag is empty seven innings later. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Artichokes. Thank you, Ethan. It was so, so good fun. to have you on. Thank you. Yes. We'll have My you back. Pleasure. We'll you make very, Earl very share much. you. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. You Thank too. You. Can Thanks, you hand David. us back to Earl? Hey. Hey. Wow. Good call. <laughs> yeah, there's He Ethan. knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, you know, you can you can tell somebody that enjoys their experience by uh, talking with them about it. Well, he, he really, the way he explains it is like as if you were eating an artichoke with him. It's this kind of Italian, joyful, slow... You know, you can't gorge. He's definitely not a gorger type. Nice. How how produce finds the personality of the person or vice versa. It's just, it's yeah. a really sweet marriage. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, it is interesting when you think of that of that item. You know, it's kind of prehistoric, right? Mm. And, and, and it, it demands your attention. Uh, one false move and, and you got a thorn in your in your tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Isn't that true? Uh, With so many things uh, in life. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you, Earl. We'll have well, you I back can't. next week, and I can't wait. Don't tell me, I but know, I, I can't, can't wait, wait to to learn what that is about. We'll, we'll talk we'll with have you to soon. Wait and see. <laughs> thank Patience you, Earl. Patience is a virtue. Thanks, yes. Earl. Take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okie dokie artichoke. <laughs> <laughs> I liked what you said about art about artichoke. That it's art in the first, and I was like, oh, it's so artful. You're like, it's art. Artichoke. When we used to have artichoke when I was little, my mom would make this vinaigrette that we could dip it into, and you can use lemon juice and olive oil and herbs and shallots and all kinds of things. And yeah, it is the same beauty of slowing down, of being present to your food or to your fellow citizens. That was this week's edition of an organic conversation. Thanks so much. An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate producer, Kristen Ponger. This show would not be possible without the ongoing support from our listeners. Whether it's a dollar a month or a one-time donation, please consider becoming a patron of An Organic Conversation. For more information on how to support this program, please visit patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash An Organic Conversation. Thank you for your contribution. An Organic Conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business since 1988. The website is earlsorganic.com. And also Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. If you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation. We are your hosts, Helga Helberg and Sitarani Palomar. And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then. Bye.